1: welcome in to a special emergency edition of the scoop i'm your host ross martin joined by don Callahan, and this is the scoop podcast brought to you by blue shark vodka and johnny t-shirt welcome into the scoop brought to you by blue shark vodka and johnny t-shirt i'm your host ross martin joined by don Callahan. we have a very special emergency podcast 2022 four-star wide receiver andre green is committed to unc he's a six foot three 185 pound wide receiver from saint christopher's school in richmond virginia he is a top 100 kid Ranked 71 in the nation, number nine wide receiver, number three player in Virginia. A massive commitment for UNC. They beat out Clemson and Georgia to uh, to, to land the commitment from Andre Green. Don, what are your initial reactions to this, uh, this big, big commitment for UNC?
0: It's funny because I think a couple of years ago, we would be going crazy about this commitment. And it's not a reflection of the type of player Andre is because obviously – He's a top 100 prospect. He's a four-star guy, but it has become kind of the norm under Mac Brown, particularly with this class, you know, with you know Zach Rice, Travis Shaw, George Petaway, on and on and on. I can go of the guys who committed before Andre. This is just kind of continuing what Mac Brown has been able to do on the recruiting trail. And we got to point out the fact that this is a second defeat in this class over Clemson for a, mm-hmm. for a prospect that it truly wanted
1: yeah a direct beat of Clemson it kind of came down we think between UNC and Clemson and just like Travis Shaw they beat out the Tigers to land one of the, uh, the top players at his position um, in Andre Green and, and just like you look through the list of UNC's commitments uh Green is the number the three top three player UNC has but, you know, Travis Shaw was a big time get with Clemson and Georgia and all the big schools. Zach Rice, same deal. Alabama, Virginia, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Um, you get on the list of UNC beating out these national powers from top talent. And despite UNC season, um, they haven't lost any commitments and they keep landing big, big name guys at, at positions of need. And I think that's huge.
0: Absolutely. And, and we you mentioned Zach Rice and you mentioned Travis Shaw. Those are five-star guys. Green isn't a five-star guy, but he's ranked number 71 in the nation. So he's not that far off. I mean, he's a top 100 prospect, like I mentioned. Getting three in one class is huge for North Carolina. And you know, we, we've talked about a bunch, about just how much a season actually impacts a, a recruiting class. And, and I've always said... The particular recruiting class, meaning this class that Andre Green is part of, is not all that much impacted by how that current season is going. And I think this proves this if you just look at what Mac Brown has been doing. Um, a lot of it is is more perception than anything else. But really, these guys' perception of North Carolina has already been kind of I don't want to say set in stone, but almost set in stone in the past couple of years. And um, you know, Mac Brown and his staff has done a really good job of of recruiting these guys and, and making them feel um, like North Carolina's home. The other thing that I think we need to mention is this is yet another recruit plucked from Virginia. You, it, For those who've been following the weekly scoop a year ago, if not before that, I was mentioning just how much a drop in talent in state was going to be for, for uh, North Carolina and that it, that UNC was going to need, to go look outside of the state if it wanted to have a, a great class. It wasn't going to be able to rely on NSA talent like it had during the prior two classes and give it up to Mac Brown and his staff, particularly Lana Galloway in this situation, where they have gone into Virginia in particular and just absolutely dominated. We talked about Zach Rice, five star, Andre Green, top 100 prospect from Virginia, George Petaway, a four star from Virginia. We got Tayon Holloway, four-star from Virginia. Uh, Tyshawn Chapman, four-star from Virginia. Uh, UNC, and, oh, and, and Bryson Jennings, who I feel like is super underrated. He's, a, I think, a high three-star. But, I mean, I, I think it, had he gone to a lot of the camps and got a little bit more exposure and put himself out there a little bit more, he probably would be a four-star also. So UNC really dominated the state of Virginia. I, I mean, if you are UVA or Virginia Tech, well— We know what happened with Virginia Tech, but you really have got to be, you know, ashamed of yourself of what you've allowed North Carolina to do. And this is why uh, Virginia Tech is looking for a new head coach.
1: That's right. Yeah. Just uh, yesterday, Virginia Tech fired Justin Fuente. So, you know, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that the recruiting wasn't going the right direction and much has to do with a direct coastal opponent in North Carolina coming into their state and not only recruiting the Tidewater area. But now they have a guy from Lynchburg and Zach Rice who is closer to Virginia Tech and the Richmond area with Andre Green, which is an area that UNC hasn't really recruited too heavily. So they're going into uh, Virginia, uh, the Commonwealth, and plucking out the best players. All right, let's get into a couple things. We're going to do his recruitment. We'll do kind of why you think he picked UNC. We'll also get into his game. Let's go into his recruitment. If, you've, if you're if you a subscriber of UNC, oh, sorry, like Carolina, you've definitely read all the stories about his official visits. Don briefly just talk about kind of how his recruitment went going back to, I guess, kind of the, the COVID era before he took his visits and, and then go from there.
0: So like a lot of other recruits, he didn't do hardly anything. If He didn't really do any visits during the pandemic. So he took the majority of his visits starting in June, took uh, official visits to Oregon, which fell off pretty quickly, North Carolina and Georgia in June. Um, And then also took an overnight stay, camp visit to Clemson, where he scored his Clemson scholarship offer. Then uh, fast forward to July, he took um, a visit to North Carolina, LSU, Penn State, and back to Clemson also. He came out of that month with a top six of LSU, North Carolina, Penn State, Clemson, Oregon. And man, I'm forgetting one. Georgia, of course. Um, And um, uh, the the, the big surprise there was Notre Dame was actually a a school that was promised an official visit during the season, but they were dropped and and never received that official visit, obviously. This, I guess, maybe just naturally became a three-horse race between Georgia, North Carolina, and Clemson. Georgia kind of hung hung in there because of just the class. I mean, I'm sorry, because of the season that they were having. You know, I don't think we need to, to explain. If you're a college football fan, you know what Georgia's doing. Um, and then, but North Carolina and Clemson, it was just a matter of his relationships with those coaching staffs. He returned to UNC for the Duke uh, football game, and then also officially visited Clemson this past weekend, which had to be well, it had to be a scary moment for North Carolina because it occurred, it ended. I think forty-eight hours prior to his announcement.
1: Yeah, and so what do you think UNC did to build such a strong connection? Because in reading your scoops and everything, he entered the Clemson visit with UNC as his leader, and in following his recruitment, kind of early on back in the summer, you know, you saw all these big schools: Georgia, um, Texas a and LSU, Notre Dame. I was like, man, UNC. I don't know if they have a shot with this guy because look at all these schools he's going to seems like it's a national recruitment. What did UNC do throughout the summer and into the football season to uh, build a relationship with him and, and have them leading into the Clemson official visit? Was it an official visit?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah visit, uh, last yeah. weekend. So I think it was like a, it was a culmination of a lot of different things. Education was really big. Let's keep in mind, this is a kid that goes to St. Christopher's School in Richmond. It's a, it's a private school. It's a very academically challenging school. So this is not a kid who, this is a kid who definitely values education. So UNC's um, academic reputation clearly played a role in here. I also think even though they were very willing to to um, go wherever Andre wanted, Oregon, as I mentioned, they took an official visit there and dad mentioned, hey, if he wants to go to Oregon, We'll go there. And the dad actually said that he would move to Eugene to be there for, for Andre. But even though you're open to that idea, I think proximity played a role. UNC was kind of the perfect distance. It's about, what, about three hours away. So mm-hmm. you're, you're far enough to where you're getting away from your parents, but you're close enough to where if you need to go home at, at really any moment, you can to see your parents. So that I think that impacted. But I think more than anything else, his relationship with Lonnie Galloway, UNC's wide receivers coach, <clears throat> and Lonnie has done a lot as a recruiter. He uh, at one point I can't remember where he was at the time uh, was uh, national recruiter of the year. So this is a guy who who has accomplished a lot as a recruiter, and just kind of used that charm and that um, ability to connect to connect with both Andre Green and his father, and I and I believe that started. During the pandemic, back when you couldn't take visits, everything was through Zoom. He spent a lot of time establishing a relationship with Andre and his father. So then when they took their official visit and when all this other stuff's going on with Clemson and Georgia, he was able to kind of just you know, be the friend, talk to them regularly and just keep North Carolina afloat and eventually build a lead.
1: Were there any other coaches that had a role in it? I saw Bateman's name listed as a secondary recruiter, Dre Bly's and a bunch of photos with him. Was it, was it a whole staff type deal or, or mostly Galloway and, and um and, and Mac Brown, who always takes a big role in these big recruitments?
0: So all, all of these recruitments involve other coaches. You know, um, Jay Bateman is from the Richmond area, mm-hmm. so he can kind of relate. So he was involved to a degree. Dre Bly for a Virginia guy, especially because Andre Green is is familiar with uh, Deion Glover, who's the father of Tony Grimes, who obviously is is really close with um, Dre Bly. But being a Virginia guy, Dre Bly is always going to be in Bob. But really, a- and Mac Brown, from a head coach standpoint, is probably I don't want I don't know what every single head coach in America does, but from the coaches within I guess the region or so. I feel like Mac Brown definitely is more involved than most. Mm-hmm. and But, I mean, this really was a lot of, of Galloway situation. You know, he definitely had some help, but um, I think he really took the wheel here and and really scored the, uh, the commitment for North Carolina.
1: Okay, and in beating Clemson, what do you think was the big difference? Was it academics? Was it just that connection? Was there anything else? Because, I mean, in reading your report following the Clemson official – I mean, there's a lot to like about Clemson. So, so what stood out about UNC? Is there one or two things you can point to? Yeah,
0: I, you know, I, I cause... think it was super close. Cause I know that they really loved Clemson's tradition of producing wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I think they loved what, what Clemson has done on the football field. You know, I, I just think the education, the relationships and the um, proximity really yeah. just made sense. But I mean. Regardless of what some people on our message board were saying for the past couple months, this was really, really close. And, um, you know, so, the- yeah, this is
1: a big win, guys. I mean, this is a huge win. I, I mean, one of the talented most talented receivers in the country, um, tall, athletic. If you watch some of his videos, we posted some on Instagram a while back. I mean, he's a freak of an athlete with great ball skills. And it's just what UNC needs. I mean, I, who knows? But he might have a chance to play a lot next year if he is that talented um, and come in and make an impact because they're going to need him with what they lost to the transfer portal and just the lack of really talented by receivers they have right now on the roster. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. Talk about blue shark, vodka, blue shark, vodka, smooth vodka in the world. They sponsor this show. They sponsor the inside Carolina postgame show. Um, Connor Barth is a vested interest in this company, local vodka company out of Wilmington and Wrightsville, North Carolina, smooth vodka in the world. It's um, mellowed for 28 days. He was becoming kind of Thanksgiving holiday season. I got a little recipe for you, Don. A little Blue Shark vodka, cranberry juice, cinnamon sticks, and ginger ale. A little um, a little punch there, a little festive punch. That's right off the top of my brain. Came up with that. Let me read that again. Blue Shark vodka, cranberry juice, cinnamon sticks, and um, maybe a couple of cranberries in there, and then some ginger ale. Blue Shark vodka, check it out. Available in all 100 counties. Of course, we have to mention Johnny T-shirt, JohnnyT-shirt.com. All inside Carolina subscribers get 10% off their orders. Go to gianttshirt.com. shirtcom get all your gifts, sweatshirts, T-shirts, hats, jerseys. Get your kids a jersey, your husband a jersey, uh, and all, of course, there's uh, the crew cut sweatshirts that we love here on The Scoop, Johnny T-shirt and t shirtcom We'll run some national ads. Be right back to talk more about Andre Green's commitment to UNC in the 2022 class. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back on The Scoop. I'm your host, Ross Martin, joined by Don Calhoun, to wrap up this show, the emergency podcast. Andre Green, four-star wide right receiver, commits to UNC. Moves up UNC's class, twenty twenty-two class number nine in the nation. One spot up ahead of Oregon, but that, that definitely could change as, as schools get more... Um, commitments. All right, Don, Andre Green is a player. Go in depth. You've watched him play. You've watched this tape. We mentioned it briefly um, earlier. What kind of player is he? What kind of receiver is he? What's he going to bring to UNC's roster?
0: So he's obviously an outside receiver that can take the top off of a defense, something that North Carolina, you mentioned this North Carolina desperately misses during this season, but I think really, this is a big play guy, this is a guy, a highlight real guy. You just, I mean, his, his dad sent me some of his highlights from just this season and it blew my mind some of the catches he made. He, you know, his quarterback just kind of just throws it up there into triple coverage. Somehow one-handed, you know, spinning, all this sort of stuff comes down with the ball. You know, just just look at his highlights, and I mean, it they're they're super impressive. So this is a guy who's just going to catch the ball. Unbelievable ball skills, great concentration. You know, as I mentioned, one-handed catches, great body control, um, understands spacing. He has a basketball background, so that helps. You know, um, but uh, you know, he's an outside receiver who who really will be a big uh, a big play guy for North Carolina.
1: You have to wonder, I mean, if you're a wide receiver or quarterback, you know, the air raid offense and seeing what guys like Josh Downs, excuse me, Johnny Brown, Daz Newsom have done this offense is super attractive. They throw the ball a lot. They have a system that's very wide receiver friendly. So when you compare what UNC does to maybe a more of an SEC school that runs the ball more like a Georgia, UNC has to be attractive for these big time receivers. So that definitely could have played a role in what um, in Andre Green's decision all right, and let's see. Anything else you to mention about Andre Green? Anything else before we move on to the 22-2 class, Don?
0: No, I just – this was a battle to the very end. Mm. You know, as his dad mentioned prior to um, his his announcement, um, heading into this past weekend for the official visit, UNC had the lead. Clemson definitely made it very, very interesting, um, and I think at certain points of the weekend pulled even but clearly once the, the dust settled and the excitement of the weekend died down, they talked it over with the, with his family and felt like North Carolina was the best fit.
1: Yeah. And, and it's impressive to go head to head with Clemson and they have the last shot with the official visit. We know how good they've been on the recruiting trail. I think they had their quarterback there, Cade Kloblich along with a couple other um, of their top recruits that weekend as well. So kudos to UNC staff for, for, staying tough and uh and building a strong enough connection to to land green also don what kind of impact did unc's current commitments have um in impacting green's decision you saw travis shaw on on twitter and instagram um it also seems like what's his name deuce caldwell's been pretty active and of course the virginia connection with so many virginia commitments that have a role and andre green kind of do his own thing
0: I really think Andre Green did his own thing. I think if you're going to take your recruitment this far, you're doing it on your own. You're not going to be influenced by anyone else. Did it hurt? No. It certainly helped. But he was also very close with uh, Cade Klubnick at Clemson. He's also um, uh, Sherrod Kovell, a former UNC target. Klubnick was also a former UNC target. But uh, um, Kovell and Dalen Everett, those are guys who Mm -hmm. – green knows pretty well also. So I think it kind of just kind of canceled itself out, but it definitely made things easier when you know people there. I don't think Georgia really had anyone that he knew too well there that was committed, but I mean this came down to North Carolina and Clemson. And I and I think he had friends on both the commitment lists. All right,
1: and to close it up, what's the stats now for you 22 2022 class? They have 16 commitments now. They have two five stars, they have two Top 100 players, looks like they have like six top 150 players. Um, are they going to go after any more targets, any more wide receivers, any other positions of need uh, with with 16 commitments right now? A really small class uh, compared to previous classes.
0: Yeah, so this could actually be it. Now, I don't think that's the case, but this could be it. <laughs> okay. I think that there are. Uh, UNC is kind of out there still looking for DBs. We've talked about Will Hardy in the past, although that seems like it's dying out. Um, there is, you know, UNC's lost two wide receivers to the transfer portal. They could look to add another wide receiver to, uh, to, um, to this class along to, to pair with Andre Green and also um, Tyshawn Chapman. Uh, you know, kicker, you know, uh, Grayson Atkins is, um, you know, exhausting his eligibility. So UNC needs a kicker so that they could offer a kicker also. Uh, but as I said, I mean, there, it would not shock me if this is it, but I, I, I anticipate at least one, maybe, maybe two more guys being added to this class.
1: And we're about a month away from signing day in December, December 15th. So it's becoming you know kind of the end of, of the road for this class. UNC lands 2022 four-star wide receiver, Andre Green, a massive commitment moves UNC up uh, back to number nine in the nation. Uh, that's going to be it for the Scoop podcast. For Don Callahan, I'm your host, Ross Martin. We appreciate you listening. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on, on um, Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube video. And, of course, check out Blue Shark Vodka and Johnny T-shirt. All right, Don, any last words? Goodbye, Ross. All right, thanks, guys.